years I did my research. I love the fact that Don sent me like information about y'all to give me a background, you know, so I know where I want to ask, where I want to go and everything. Right. He does a lot. I appreciate him a lot. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a good dude. I heard a lot of good things about Don. I didn't realize how much, he, how respected he is in the industry as he yeah. is. Yeah. yeah. And a legend on top of that. So speaking about legends, which you are becoming a future one, um, mm -hmm. I was looking at one of a, a, I don't know if it was a blow bang or a game bang that you had on your, um, on your timeline. Yeah. And, and uh, was there a game bang or a blow bang? Um, both were recent. Uh, the gang bang was first and then mm -hmm. I released the blow bang maybe like three weeks after. Uh, mm -hmm. my pinned post has been the gang bang for a while though. Mm -hmm. So, so how do you enjoy the gang bang? I, you know, it always feels nice to have that many people doting on you and, and giving pleasure to you. That That's great. I think everybody needs to experience that. Men, women, trans, non-binary, everybody needs to experience like a level of multiple bodies giving them energy and there for pleasure. Um, I had fun. I'm ready to plan my next one. So, okay. So for your perfect game bang, how many dudes would you like to have? Like five. Wow, that's modest. Probably like five. But how many could you handle though? I don't know, honestly. Um, with the people that I've been working with, probably a lot more than five. Mm -hmm. uh, and energy-wise, like even after my gangbang, I was ready to have like personal sex. <laughs> Lord have mercy. It, 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 it means if, if there's a man or a woman in her life, you better be able to keep up. Because that was just like I was just talking to a, one of my co-hosts because she 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 because I find it funny you she'll go to a swing event mm -hmm. and I mean she'll get down and still want to fuck when she leaves. Yes, you know, that's how I am. So 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 it is safe to say are you a hypersexual per se? Yeah, I would say I am. It's it's pretty important in my list of needs. So that means what? So, so any minute date you, he better be able to fuck very good and be able to have. Yes, yeah, and then like not be afraid of like trying new things, toys, everything within everyone's consent level. But like, my vibrator's my best friend. <laughs> I don't mind toys in the bedroom. You know, it to me is kind of fun, especially like I I love like when I'm hitting the girl missionary, she have her Hitachi, and I can put the yes. Hitachi on when I'm hitting the missionary. And just to see her reaction, how wet the coochie gets. Yes, I love oh, it. You hear your style, you got the vibration, you got the vibrator down there, you know what I'm saying? And yes. feel a little bit, and you can feel the vibration in your balls a little bit. Too. Yeah, yes, I'm into that. And then in Femdom, I use it on mm -hmm. the day too, that Ooh. teasing. See, I had a girl do that on me, and that shit, it, it felt weird, but good at the same time. I hear it's good but irritating because then you're like craving that actual like grip. Yeah. Feeling, and or or you get close to orgasm and you're like, I can't get there. Uh. <laughs> oh no, it, it'll get us close, but it won't get us over the hump. That yeah. we need a little little yeah. hand with it, you know. Yeah. And everything. So with that being said, hello, smokers. Hi. And welcome to the smokers lounge. You know who I am. Kevin Arbor Sub Champ, aka the porn rap star. Find all my links with one link, allmylinks.com backslash porn rap star. Four sponsors to tell you about the first of being the Facebook Lairs community, lsworld.com. Next up, the House of Dope magazine in the game, racismmagazine.com. And next up, the new home of the premium smoke room. Y'all know what that is. Excitebunny.com for you content creators, 90% profit for you. And no hashtag issues for your consumers, a new place to consume your triple X content. Also, um, last but not least, we're talking about blush erotica. We're talking about voiceover with smut as well as a virtual reality side of their thing called Beaver. So go ahead and subscribe to blusherotica.com. Tiffany, you still there? Tiffany, let me get through this and then we and then we can take a small break and Get her back on. Also, proud member of the GW District Black Podcasting Network. So go over to shop GWDistrict.com and buy something. Why don't you? Also, and she's back with that pretty face, boys. 
And also, you can find me five days out of the week on FullSwapRadio.com in the mornings where I chop it up with the industry's best as we give you the real smoke about the industry. Plus, also, check me out SkyHawkAppleDarkTV.com as well as the BGP LLC app. So I'm going to sit back and let this gorgeous, sexy, freaky, naughty, nasty, thick, tattooed up lady introduce herself. Go ahead, sexy. Uh, my name is Tiffany Naki, also known as Miss Naki. You can find me on the internet through all my links at tiffanynaki.org, and you will find a gamut of things from modeling, photography, to femdom, to interracial porn, Boy, girl, porn, tons of fun stuff. No doubt. And you've been in the entertainment world since the age of 12. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us about that, how you started in 12 years old being in the entertainment world. I was that really annoying kid that wanted to be on the live cereal box. I saw all the kids, and then there's a, a movie, I can't remember the name of it, but um, the, the young girl becomes an, an actor. Yeah, she does a dance with the the yellow school bus and the umbrella. And I was like, that, I want that to be me as a kid. Mm -hmm. Really annoying. I would listen to the radio actually to hear Mm -hmm. model castings and acting Mm -hmm. castings. Oh, snap. That's how I got signed to my first agency. At 12, I annoyed my parents and made them take me to Phoenix, Arizona for a modeling (laughs) casting. So that's how I got signed to my first agency. And they did like a little bit of model training my first time wearing makeup, my first time doing studio shoots, Mm -hmm. um, stuff for your portfolio and understanding how that works, just being on camera. Mm -hmm. Um, And then that didn't last very long. But after that, I signed to another agency at 12 Mm -hmm. that worked with Disney and Nickelodeon that trained me more on acting, singing and modeling. Mm -hmm. And I would have to go there one or two Saturdays a month and be there for like 12 hours (laughs) just working in a convention hall, basically learning and like pose you're modeling in front of everybody. You're singing in front of everybody. You're in competition with all the kids around you. Uh, It was a very interesting dynamic because I feel like that's more of what people, not the convention hall learning aspect, but like the, you see your competition in real time is what a lot of people think of the modeling industry or acting, going to castings and there's a line. But that's not always true now because we have the internet and we don't need to go stand in a room and perform in front of someone. So- No, you can Zoom their asses now. It's Zoom he- Yeah, I mean, we could be doing this and then get me casted. <laughs> So, 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 did you do any like? Did you appear in any like the shows, movies, or anything like that? I was like soft casted through my agency for Wild Wild West, the Will Smith mm-hmm. movie, and then mm-hmm. my family never followed through with it. So, all of my big options and opportunities that I had, my parents were too sort of poor to continue. Yeah doing and they had other kids so they they sat me down at one point and were like well we can't afford a new portfolio a month we can't afford shoots all the time and and Mm -hmm. updating everything and an agency at that time is posing everything as really expensive as well so I had opportunities but it was more like with individual creatives um since I've been an adult I mean the pro the coolest thing I've done modeling wise is uh I'm on a album cover for Tame Impala Ooh, sweet. How did that come about? Um, the photographer that I've worked with for a while, uh, he does like a fashion line and photography. And so he would partner with these different artists and do more fashion-based stuff or like individual mm-hmm. photography-based projects for them. Mm-hmm. Tame Impala found me through him because I guess they had worked together. And he wanted to do some like intimacy-based projects. So it was, I got hired to do real sex for this. <laughs> which is the crazy which is right down your line so yeah yeah this was in 2017 um so I, <laughs> I had to do real sex on polaroids and then they took them and like digitally blurred them and changed them but if mm-hmm. you see the album cover it's the my life album cover with zoo you can tell it's my face and my neck and a hand yeah. around my neck <laughs> you can see my earring it's probably the same ones from that <laughs> Which I, I love the fact that you tatted up and and it, I love the alt look yeah. to me. I, I love it. I love it. You know, because it, it kind of give like if I did a scene with you, I would actually have you be an '80s female rocker. 
like well, a Joan yeah. Jett, and I supposed to be like uh, uh, a manager or a roadie, and I yeah. have to fuck you, you know, to keep my job type situation. Yeah. You know, period. I love the, the, the retro look, the haircut. That shit is sexy as fuck, people. I'm sorry. Yeah, I just got a clean fade, so it looks really nice. See, Thanks, see, my she's my crushes, ladies and gentlemen. Ah. She hits all of the boxes. So there you go. <laughs> so now you were doing the clean vanilla shit. What got you into porn? Ah, uh, I found through modeling, I was more pushed towards like showing real emotion. And I yeah. felt like I was keeping myself from even being comfortable, like opening my legs on camera or doing yeah. stuff. I was keeping myself from being honest in my emotions and honest in my work as an artist. And I just wanted to not have barriers in what I was showing. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't, I was like censoring myself. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I, um, and it, it was like a slow progression. I was doing nude modeling by 2010, 2011, mm -hmm. but I didn't really start doing fetish production stuff until 2013 mm -hmm. and then full boy girl until 2017. So it was, I definitely took my time, um, and took breaks in there, just mental health breaks and stuff. So it was like yeah. a comfortability with myself, but also mm -hmm. where I wanted to see myself because I also use my real name. See, that's the truth. It's funny because I always say this. I never know the real names of any of the porn stars I ever worked with. We don't know our real names. And we don't yeah, call ourselves by our real names, if you know. <laughs> you shouldn't. You shouldn't. You know what I'm saying? The only reason why people know I'm Bobby because I'm a podcaster now. Before, they would call right. me just country or country, you know. Yeah. So, she, so what fetishes was you into before you got into Boy Girl? Uh, I was doing a lot of like damsel in distress, uh, heavy bondage stuff, rope shabari, right, right, a lot right. of like submissive stuff that I don't do now, which is funny, but I got a lot of perspective in it. Um, hypno storyline stuff, a lot of, a lot of like very niche things, but the people I were working with was, that was their full time. That was their, their whole life. And this was content or paid? So uh, paid. At that time, I didn't really like. It was before it was before Patreon, it was before OnlyFans. Yeah. So like we didn't talk about content like we do now. No. At all. Now, like now in two thousand ten or even two thousand seventeen, if you want to be honest about it. Girls was more about getting the paid gigs. Yeah. But there was more paid gigs. Get the work and go. Yeah. Not a bad thing, but it definitely favored producers that were serious about production. And it does still. Like they have all of those people that are still around and made it through all of that have all that backlog i think about it all the time i'm like I, I have all this work out there but maybe i need to go knock on some doors and be like hey you want to do a trade so i can get back that thing because <laughs> it's funny because like um with the damsel in distress or what have you because okay. I, I told people i said there's two ways there's there's a way to be successful in the porn industry without doing boy girl but you have oh. to really go extreme with the fetish that's one of those fashions that damn in distress. I used to see um, Whitney Morgan, Miss Whitney Morgan. She'll do, she's yes, Wonder she's Woman. Right. Yeah, she'll do Wonder Woman. she get tied up and roughed up by the Joker or some shit. That's yep. the video. Yeah, you she's know, rocking. Period. Yeah, you know, period. So with you, because with a lot of girls, when they do, they do fetish for a couple of years, and then they eventually go to boy girl. What made you go to boy girl? Because there's always different reasons why a girl comes from fetish. Because the reason why I ask is because you have a lot of girls that are afraid that if I do boy girl or if I do this, that, and the third, that it will hurt my fan base and my money because mm -hmm. I'm changing up what I do. So what made you decide to move from fetish to boy girl? The boy That's girl funny. sex content. Let's make this clear. Sex content. Yeah, yeah. Um that's funny because I had some people say, like, I sacrificed what I was doing in fetish um, to make more money, which yeah. is ironic because anytime you make a big change like that, you actually yeah. lose money because you're not being yeah. as consistent everywhere and you now have another thing to focus on mm. and other work to create and work that took my physical body. Mm. Um, and I, so I started because I was dating a photographer at the time and I really was doing a lot more erotic stuff privately, selling private stuff like Snapchat. Um, and I wanted us to start creating our own self portraits of our porn and our life and our sex life, our intimacy. 
And so that's kind of how it started. But then I just started getting us hired by a bunch of photographers. So we would go and do like two hour photo shoots of us just fucking get a bunch of content. And so this is where the content comes in, get to stack the content. And I was, you know, I was making money on Patreon. Yeah, because it's like Patreon, you can't put porn videos, but I don't, no. especially now. Well, you could, you could. When it first started, you could. It, it did, yeah. But then yeah. And they stopped that because I saw yeah. a lot of the porn girls started to gravitate to Patreon. Yeah. We all know the reason why, because they did manual payout. Yeah. yeah. Because that means you can get paid the same day, as long as you make enough worth pulling out. Yeah. So I never fucked with Patreon until after the fact, because what ended up happening was Patreon ended up doing what is called a third-party content uploader. And what that is, is you either got to do Vimo or you got to do yeah. YouTube. For YouTube you can't, yeah, YouTube, even if you got that video private, they will shut you down. Yeah. Vimo, it, it's a little looser, but you got to pay to have unlimited shit and they pay a lot. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It was a lot. And that was like a hard part for a lot of people because that paired with the same time that Tumblr was getting taken down. And so all these people would have, you know, private Tumblr accounts to circumvent needing a way to send people videos and then all the private tumblr all the adult tumblers got taken paired with it's okay paired with patreon going backwards and being more strict about censorship and so everybody was losing their platform at the same time and that i think between that and you know the pandemic, that was the biggest push for OnlyFans. That's the only yes. reason that they did so well because we were losing all of these other resources and we're having to play like, do I pay for a site? Do I do it the private sale way and, and have to rely on some file share system that also hates us? <laughs> yeah. So many things, it's hoops. And then it takes eight different sites or eight different applications to do our job. Yeah. Because it money is not made off of one scene, and it's better to have multiple platforms than one because that's yeah. multiple checks. Yeah, you know, period. So with you, because you was only filming with I think your boyfriend at the time. Yeah, when at the time step, I was only filming with him. Yeah. So when did you step outside of just filming with him? End of 2017. We broke up. End of 2017. <laughs> that, that, that must have been the main reason why. Because go ahead. Bye. <laughs> End of 2017, I uh, I found someone else that, like, he was honestly on OnlyFans before I was and mm-hmm. pushed me to the site, and, and so we just started touring, and then that quickly developed into me being like, I'm not the capacity that I have for what I like. I liked doing it so much. I, I liked the creative aspect. I liked the, like, cinematic porn I was making. Pretty porn is what I would call it. Yeah. Um, and I, by mid 2018, I was like, this is not enough. I need someone to shoot with more people. I need more connections. Mm-hmm. And um, I actually moved to Vegas in that time and I just wasn't in a good space. But I think if I wasn't a good mental health space, my career would be 10 years advanced in a lot of ways from having lived there during that time and the tran- everybody transitioning during that time. Everybody's going through it. Yeah. It, it was a lot, especially uh, shoot, because you because um, you still had all the new sites popping up. Yeah, um, everything. So many started to take more hold. You know, BDSM started to pop up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, yeah. And everything. Now it's funny because you said you did what's called a pretty good porn. So people understand what that is. That's the porn that we grew up on. Watching yeah. it, it's it's more sensual. It's it's more yeah. softer. It's not as hardcore, not a lot of pounding. There's yeah. role play behind it. What made you decide to go with that versus what was, and, and still stick with it for the most part? Yeah, I do a lot versus of Versus now you, you you got all this extreme shit that's right now popping up. It's so pretty. <laughs> um, I, I think just as a that cinematic anything that's cinematic has like a deeper feel and that's what really drove me to it like mm-hmm. even adding the cinematic feel to more hardcore stuff that i do now this which is basically what i try to do 
um, and I'm going to be doing a lot more of in 2024. Uh, it like like thinking about the lighting. We all know how it feels when your hand sticks in sunlight or when it yeah. is in shadow. Adding that type of stuff to your work, it just makes it more sensory, even if it's the same video format that everybody else is getting. Yeah. No, because I, I tell people, if you're in this business, you want to step your game up each year. Yeah. It, it, that's how you make your money. Yeah. You know, you can't be doing what you're doing in year one and think it's going to make you year two money. No, it's not. No. You know, and that's why a lot of girls end up getting out of the game after a couple of months, because at first... Yeah, you're new. You're hot. Yeah, you're you running go, that high. Yeah, yeah, but then what happens when the base settles in? This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Mm -hmm. and, and the money ain't is flowing. Yep. A lot of these girls don't want to. Well, one, a lot of girls don't want to. It's funny because I always say that females sometimes pick the easiest way to get to do business. That's why they do the fetish, the foot fetish and stuff like that. But when it gets down to it ain't making you no money and you have to trip the boy girl, that's when they decide yep. to fucking leave. Yep. Yeah, and you have to double and triple your promotion now with everything that's happened. So then you have three full-time jobs and then one that's performing physically. And so they're exhausted. They're burnt out. Most of the people aren't social enough to even handle just the, the internet side of what we do, let alone the meeting people and being on set and performing and showing up. Yeah, because it's a business. And see, people, it, the people that was coming in during the pandemic was treated as a quick money hustle, not a business. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and they'd that, say it. They'd say it too. <laughs> yeah, I'm just in it just so I can, you know, make ends meet till things get. And yeah. then you're making all this money. Then you want to brag and post the shit, which in turn make the celebrities want to get in. And then when you start making money, yep. now you want to get the fuck out. Yep. And be called a content creator. Yep. I have. Y'all yep. no, know how and I feel about now that. that content is out there forever, and it's stuff they never thought about. They didn't. They had no trajectory of what they were going to do. Their their end goal made more sense to them, like being able to delete a social media. It's not the same thing. No, uh -uh. because even when OnlyFans discontinued someone's account, they still got the content access and can use it. I just saw that happen on many vids too. Mm -hmm. On some people's pages that you can't, their pages aren't clickable, but their content is still being sold on there. Yeah. Because see, the other part of it is, is that this is what a lot of these companies do. Two things. They sell our information to advertisers. Oh, yeah. Biometrics, all of it. And you don't think that they sell some of that content to other sites. That's why when we sit here talking about bootleggers, it ain't a do. It's the Not companies. Anymore. Not anymore. No, the companies put it on the X video yeah. under a bullshit ass account. Yeah. And the purpose is to draw traffic to their site. Yeah. You know, period. So they, they, they trust and believe. I mean, even with back in the day with porn, porn, believe it or not, the major companies put money behind Pornhub because they were trying to stymie people like me and her from making money. Yeah. You know, period. So, yeah. but the average person don't understand that. They thinking yep. that it's just some random ass dude that joined your site and he recorded your shit or downloaded, decided to put it on X videos. Why right. would he fucking do that? He's not making any money off of it. Exactly. It's the big companies that's doing it to stymie our money. Yep. Because it benefits them long run. Yeah. Even if they're buying from you, they still get that 20%, 70%, 80%, depending on the site. Yeah. And then, and then on top of that, it's once again, it's why do I need to go buy from her? when I can see it for free, you know, because it's still a, a somewhat of a hindering us to really make the best money. Yeah. You know, period. Because like, because like I tell everybody, like, even when I remember with like some of the old companies, you'd be surprised. Like I used to see Busted Baby Dolls pop up on a Pornhub edition and third, mostly because a lot of people downloaded it. 
because you were able to download the scene in the membership section. Yeah. But it wasn't always the dudes that posted that. It was the companies themselves. Or it might have been, you know what I'm saying? Trust me, you'd be surprised what these companies are willing to do to make their bottom line go up and yours go down. Yeah. Well, and it's it's sort of like that that behavior leaks into performers, it leaks into producers, and then you see it in them too. And you see these, you know, Twitter wars of people finding out slowly that people are doing this, that they're putting all of their stuff on tube sites under a secret name and they're pushing traffic to themselves and not you calling you, you know, all of these terms you probably don't ever use in your work just to sell it. Yeah. Because understand, thanks to OnlyFans and the content era, the browsers, the Naughty Americas, they're not making the millions that they once was making because okay. now, and two, they pay the girls less because there's no such thing as fresh off the boat anymore. Oh, yeah. Not with OnlyFans either because they're yeah. all from like a, I've cammed, I've been live. Yeah. I do X, Y, Z, all of it. They all have yeah. some type of toe in, even if they don't realize it's their industry because that happens more often than not. Yeah. They have a toe-in. Mm -hmm. Because even like uh, this this rapper named Cash Dog, she basically spilled the beans. OnlyFans paid her to get an OnlyFans account. OnlyFans paid some of these content, some of these celebrities to get an yep. OnlyFans account so that it can drive more traffic. They can get more of the average person to join the site because they don't want us because you want to know why? Because they know we're going to be in it long term. They don't want long term yep. sex workers. They want the hustle people so they can get the quick money off of their ass and keep it spinning. Yeah. And they want those empty accounts so they're still going to be making money and no one's going to cash out. They, 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 I mean, they love being able to kick us off and then take mm -hmm. all our money. <laughs> That's how much are they making just from that alone? Yeah, just from that. And then, I mean, being a company like that, that is actively discriminating against us and they have tax breaks all over. Yeah. That, that just, that kind of stuff just blows my mind. Uh, it's like we're fighting the man on so many levels. And even the yeah. people who are like helping us and offering us a platform are still happy to, you know, stab you in the back and shake your hand at the same time. Yeah, because think about how these changes to the platforms, even with X videos. Now I got the, the X videos at one time, you didn't have to give up no 2257 mile release form. Now they ask oh, yeah. that shit. Oh, yeah. You know, and I'm talking about for motherfuckers that been with them for two decades. Yep. You should be grandfathered in. You shouldn't touch nothing that been before a certain date. Yeah. And then when the bug me talking about some, you haven't updated your memory. Why would I update it, mother? Why would I update anything with you fuckers? Y'all made it hard for me to update in the first place. Yeah, you've made it impossible to even post anything on there. And I mean, Pornhub's going through the same thing right now with their entire release, everything, changing their membership area. Mm -hmm. It's it's so, they, they make it impossible so that they can purposely pause your payments, but they're still getting paid on everything. Yeah. And the main reason why, because all these sites want to go live. They want the live cam action. They don't want content anymore. Yeah. And to be honest with you, these rules are more so to hurt people that do boy girl content mm -hmm. than that of solo content creators. Oh, yeah. Live. oh yeah. Yeah. Because they, they trying to be more Eurocentric with the adult work because that was dominates Europe. People don't realize webcam dominates Europe. Mm -hmm. You know, hands down. They got boyer houses and all that. I didn't talk to a whole bunch of girls that Shit, these motherfuckers be working in houses where they got to clock in like a job. Yeah, I've seen stuff like that. And I've seen some, like, many docs about stuff like that. Yeah. So that's where a lot of these sites are trying to hit because also a lot of these sites are not U.S.-based. Oh, yeah. Like, none of them. But, uh, yeah. None of them. The only U.S.-based is close to sale. That's the only one. Yep. Everything is either Canada or Europe. Even production companies, most of them aren't. Yeah. It, it is fucking crazy. So when it comes to, so when you start doing boy girl content and you start mm -hmm. working with, did you start working with companies also as well as just regular talent? That has been more in the last year, I would say. Um, I was, I was mostly just working with talent and creating my own stuff because I had my own fan base. I didn't really need 
the company work for the, I didn't need the gig anyway, yeah. but I didn't need their fan base to drive my sales because I already had it. I'm, I'm, I've taken over Google. If you search my name, I am naked in the image search. I have hate. There was one other Tiffany Naki. I hate her off the internet. <laughs> just I am my... the one of one. Yeah, there's that was only me now. I'm sorry, girl. <laughs> so shoot. So um, when it came, when it came to doing the professional shoots, not yeah. the content. Yeah. You working with an actual company? We talking about the paid gigs. Yes. How did you approach that versus the content? Because one, let's be honest, you're used to being on big sets from your from your past. From previous, yeah. From, from previously, so you being on a big set with all these people that ain't nothing, you know. Even though yeah. you fucking, you feel me? So how was it with your first pro shoot with a company? Tell us about that. Tell us your feelings when you walked on set. How was it? Pick the picture for us. Um, okay, so one of the first company things I did um, ended up being like you come like really like off the street, which is hard for me anyway, because of my, my background and my work. I'm like, I want to be done up. I want to. Yeah. What is off the street for me, especially because I am my name. I am yeah. myself. There's, there's no separation. I don't have separation. So that was hard because I'm supposed to look girl next door, but I'm, my girl next door is very alt and, and elevated. You look, you look like the golf girl next door more so than the girl next door. Yeah, so I felt like over-prepared in a way. And then, you know, we started doing pretty girls and then pictures beforehand. And every time, it doesn't matter what set I'm on or who I work with for the first time, they're like, you can pose. You can you can do this. I don't have to do anything. We can bang this out in like five minutes. Like, <laughs> yeah. So I made, it, it made it easier. It made it go a lot faster, which was because being from all of the modeling world your set time is your set time mm -hmm. in porn if it's over it's over yeah <laughs> if, if, it ain't if done to he pops yes and he says cut which can be significantly less time than you think or way more time mm -hmm. it could go either way and and because of the type of gig that i first got hired for uh professional production wise i <laughs> it was such it was so quick and then i was like out the door with my money and the video is done and I'm on my way. Okay. Like it felt like a lunch break. <laughs> yeah. You know, period. Um, because see too, also because you already had experience, you understood yeah. angles, you understood yep. how and to like the production aspect of it. I know where the camera is. I'm always aware of where the camera is. Even if I'm not looking at it, I can look at a lens and almost always tell you what lens it is. So I have all of these things in background lighting. I understand lighting. I, I end up like moving lights. I'm helping production the whole time. <laughs> like lingerie and heels. Like, let me carry this giant light over here. And I'm tiny. <laughs> see, but, see that, but I'm pretty sure that made the direct a really impressive director. Yes. Because yeah. when you get girls, sometimes even with me, I have to direct them on the poses. Yeah. Show them the poses. Sometimes argue with them because they might be like, "Why well, I'm doing this pose? Uh, because we're trying to sell this, this DVD or we're trying to sell right. this. I'm trying to make it look hot. Shush. Yeah. <laughs> because it's a difference between porn modeling and model modeling. Yeah. Yes. It's a difference. We gonna, you going to hit the doggy style pose. It's about showing off the body. It's about, it ain't nothing artistic about it. It's about sex yeah. appeal. Yes, exactly. And then the other thing that's hard for a lot of people that like myself that came from modeling, knowing when I'm supposed to look into the camera for that point of view type of in my face shot yeah. and when not to, because otherwise I'm like, yeah, you need to be present. <laughs> yeah. Like, like if we're doing doggy style and camera move in front of her, that's when you grab the back of the, the ponytail, especially if you allow her to grab her hair, and you pull it. Yeah. When you pull it, it makes her head go back, and then she'll see the camera in front of her face, and she'll look. Or you, or I used to say something like, damn, babe, I want to see the fucking eyes of yours. I'm hitting it from the back. I, yeah. I, I, I explained to her, when I say that, that means the camera in front of you, look up. Yep. You know, period. Always, always. Otherwise, don't stare into it like a creep while you're getting railed. No, no, no. Because you got to know that the, the perfect time to look, and it's, yeah. it's the perfect time. It's even when she's doing blowjob on her knees and we're getting the downward angle looking up, or is it doggy style when 
we in front of her or if she's riding and we want her to look back for the ride. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Or if she's cowgirl, you want to look at the camera. You feel what yep. I'm saying? Yeah, or like the intro B-roll, the hot girl shit. That's different. You're by yourself. You're engaging yeah. with the person like it's a, a man or whoever with you. Oh, yeah. There's so many things to it. So, shoot. So, um, when it comes to your content, how often do you film to keep up with it? Right now, I'm sitting on a backlog, so I haven't been like, I haven't been shooting a lot of stuff for me. Mm-hmm. I've been shooting a lot of paid stuff. Um, but usually at least like one thing a week at bare minimum. Um, mm-hmm. on a busy week, like 12, 15 videos or more. <laughs> so is all them boy girl or is it some of them fetish uh, or a combination? A combination. Like I do a lot of femdom now. And so I'm working on starting a complete different production company for that. That's a big thing I'm going to do, like a very cinematic, like, mm-hmm. warm. Yeah, because you don't see a lot of cinematic in the BDSM world. It's mm-hmm. just, you really don't see it. Yeah. Yeah. There's a place for it. And that 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 proper, warm, moody lighting still with, like, a little bit of shadow that you can see. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I have some big goals with that. I'm really excited. Because I've been telling people, no, like, I can't. I can't shoot with you. I'm waiting. I want to have the everything right. So it, now you're gonna do any submissive scenes? With I really people. don't. I really don't. I really don't. I would get cast as like the aggressor too when I do boy girl. They're like, okay, Tiffany, you're the creepy roommate. That's I mean, I mean, I ain't gonna front. It, it you look like so. the aggressive female. That like, look, are we gonna fuck or what? I am though, but I'm also like really wholesome and domestic about it. I'll just be like, can we like have sex already? Like, are you busy? <laughs> like, for example, I would have you do scenes of both where you digressive and then the one where um, you somewhat dismissive, but you still, because yeah. you don't lose your your aggressiveness with it. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. You know, period. Yeah. I can't yeah. do that. I'm not a full switch. I can't do that full. Submissive. I don't even like when people call me baby in a scene. I'm like, I, it makes me want to like fuck you. Like, fuck you. Oh, sure. We'll be doing way more eyes. scenes where you the dominant, where where I'm the where I'm the boss. No, you the boss, or yeah, or or um you you uh, the aggressive neighbor that 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 that, that, that takes the dick. You right. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, period. But see, but 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 do you think that's part of your brand, though? Because it's kind of yeah. like, would anyone want to see you soft? Yeah. Um, I mean, I get, I have people ask me for it, but no, they're not fans. It's performers that are asking me for it. It's strictly male performers that are asking me for it. And I'm like, did you read the room? <laughs> because... I mean, looking at you, ain't no way in hell I could do a soft scene. Now, it might have a kissing in it a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it it, it it that's why I used to love with content trade getting to know the ladies before I work with them. So I know what type of scene would be perfect for. Them. Yeah. And you know that's how to do it, it best. Yeah, because not every female is meant to be in a scene where let's say, like even if you was my subordinate, let's say I'm the boss. Yeah. I still would play it to where you're the aggressor. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you know, like, damn, like, yeah. look, I got tapes of you with these other bitches. You even fuck me too, or your wife find out. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's well, I guess trick. I could stay late. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? But see, the thing of it is, is that I like when the female, I always love doing scenes where the female was the, the aggressor versus the man because you always see the man the aggressor. Yeah. You don't see the female aggressor. And totally. I think that was sexy. Yeah. And it's different. Yes. And I think men, straight men need to feel wanted. They deserve to feel desired and hot and sought after. And there's a lot of parts of being a straight man that are sort of like forced upon them. I talk about this a lot in Femdom. Mm-hmm. And that's why I like making a safe place to play, mm-hmm. but also that where they just don't have to do anything. You don't have to perform. Yeah. You don't have to put on the masculine today. I just want you to sit back and basically get a dick massage and I will be femmed on me and you you can just be quiet the whole time. I don't even care, but tell me when you're going to come. 
No, because I always want to do a scene where the girl kidnapped me and I'm tied up and she have a way with me. Yes. You know, I yes. never got around because a lot that of girls... Catching, milking. Milking. She, she ride the dick, my ass tied up that day. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Those are the guys I learned too. Yeah, because I know them scenes will go over. You know, yeah. And I think more dudes should do scenes like that where they're, the, where they're a sub. They may not be a complete sub, but they're yeah. a sub-addition. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and they don't need to have, like, I think a lot of them are worried, like, what they view a woman submissive as is what they think they have to be in submission, but that's not it. Those right. aren't, they aren't synonymous, they're not one of the same, and submission doesn't look the same across the board. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it can be sensual and sexy and fun, and you can still, like, perform into your masculine parts, but... I would want to do a scene where it was non-consent consent, where shit, I'm the one, she in the mask, and she got them attack my ass when I get in the room. Yeah, exactly. Jumps you, the reach around hand job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She grabs you. Yeah, I love that. I love the hand over the mouth. You're gonna take this pussy. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Whatever you want, don't kill me. I've been waiting in the dark for this dick all day. (laughs) So I take you peg dudes. Yeah. Yeah. I always run the peg bundies, huh? Love me as a peg bundies. So shoot, so now with that being said, because you're doing content, mm-hmm. how do you pick the guy that you work with? Because I know you have a, a, a selection, a certain way that you select the guys. So tell us about it. I um I am very into seeing how they post, mm-hmm. which can be seen as like not important to some people, but especially when it comes to like strictly male talent, do they actually share their work? Do they do anything with their work? Or is it going to be because there's a there's a benefit in that, right? The people that don't mm-hmm. want to share it and aren't going to do anything with it. Those, they're in a different category. Can be useful. But I would rather somebody that gives a fuck about what we're doing, mm-hmm. is proud of the work that we're creating, that's going to share it at some point. And, and not so, I don't know so much need the, the mixed promotion, but like, at least share it. I want to see that you enjoy that what we did. Man, fuck that. Tag, it, it, tag and post. Yes, you should tag and post. Yes. Because, yes. Because, because my whole point is, I'm not filming with you so it can be a private collection. I'm trying to make money with it. Yes. And two, she, it, let's keep it 100. Now that I tend to female that we film with, it's probably going to have a way bigger fan base than us. Oh, yeah. It's easier for them to make money. Yeah. So it, it, it makes sense to post it. It makes sense to tag her mm-hmm. in it. Yeah. It makes sense to give her her props for being in the scene because let's keep it 100. Nobody wants to see you. They want to see you with her. She's a star. Sorry, fellas. Yeah, Only unless you listening- know your name is because you fucked enough females that said your name and enough important females that we know who you are. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And it takes a lot of work to be a searchable name now. It takes a lot of work to just be able to rely on the content. And not really have to put it like the work into promotion. And if you're not going to put money and time into promoting yourself as like a straight performer, especially as a man, when you're and you're pandering to men, pandering to men buyers, you're not going to do that. You need to be doing cross promotion of some sort. Yeah. And that's that's the benefit. Um, I can because of my background, I can rely on just going on TikTok live and talking to people because I'm sociable. And then that will make people want to go to my site and Hey, men don't have that opportunity as often. You know we don't. We 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 get paid less, but we work more though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We work more, trust me, because and the reason why because there's not a lot of men in the industry. There's it more makes it more sustainable industry. for men in a lot of ways too if they get their shit right and they actually. Oh yeah. If you talk depend on you keep that fucking hard on camera, oh you keep working. Yeah. Just just work on your craft and talk to other people about business and you can be really sustainable as a man in this industry. Yeah, because think about how many girls are looking for a male talent to work with because they can't find one in their area. Or, or one that's worth their time that's going to show up and do the job and not bother them. Yeah. <laughs> or make them feel weird or unsafe. Yes, Lord. Because I keep telling everybody it's different between porn set flirtation 
and she really want to fuck you off camera. It's a difference. Yep. And we are too dumb to know the difference sometimes, fellas. <laughs> yeah, or to like read the signals because not everybody's equipped to communicate, right? Like somebody mm-hmm. goes straight from OnlyFans and shooting with like their boyfriend or partner or whatever, and then they're like, I need somebody to shoot with. They don't know to have that dialogue about body autonomy mm-hmm. or or even testing half the time they just don't the ignorance is it's not even their fault because they're like adjacent to the industry still yeah yes because is because one what i mean by some people work for flirt let's say me and her work together we're gonna compensate i'm gonna flirt with her yeah yeah you're gonna make her feel hot yeah, yeah, I'm going. I might rub on the booty or this, that, and the third. You know, flirt with her, tell she's sexy, this, that, and the third. But when the shoot is over, I'm not asking her for dinner. I'm not yeah. trying to take out the dinner. Now, if she's giving me the vibe of that, that's different. But a lot of times, these girls ain't giving off the vibe, but we mistake it as a vibe. Yep. Not realizing the reason why you even fucking her was. Because she wanted to fuck you because she feels she can make money with shooting with yeah, you. Yeah, she got the camera right there. You know, I always walked into a scene like that. I never walked in thinking that this woman wanted to fuck me off camera. Now, if she wanted to fuck me off camera, trust me, she let me know. Yeah. But I always walked in with the process of I didn't meet her at the bar. I contacted her on Twitter, rep, showed her my representation. She saw that I was a reputable, I was worth her time. She dared to fuck me because she's trying to make money. She's yeah. not there because she found me sexy and she wanted to take me out. No. Yeah, you exactly. Know. So, and then two, also, because of the world you in, it's very important how you act on set because them producers and directors are very much paying attention. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. On set, online, the way I talk to people, all of it. It's all under the microscope, and so many people get caught up in their own love for drama or, like, need to continue yeah. playing, you know, devil's advocate <laughs> rather than just being about their business. Yeah, because into the point, like, I sit there and look at girls, which I know is they stopped that now, which they kind of got smarter with it. You know how the girls used to sit there and talk to a male town. Oh, daddy, I miss that dick. Oh, I miss me being inside of you. Not only the male talent that you were talking to is looking at that, the producer that was thinking about booking your dumb ass looking at that and said, oh, she's a groupie hoe. We don't want her. Yeah, especially when it's like your entire Twitter or whatever public platform you're using and you're just like thirsting after people. And that's what I was going back to with the how I vet male talent, especially yeah. like if your idea of promotion is commenting fire emojis or me next under every girl's page, mm-hmm. we probably won't work together very much unless I feel like I get ultimate control over the content and I get mm-hmm. to decide everything we're doing. <laughs> no, because even with me, it, it's like, no, because no one wants to deal with a thirsty dude because your thought mm-hmm. process is one, especially when you're doing content that involves that is intense and it's complex. And what we mean by that is the role play scenes. We need him to act a certain role. You want male talents that can be able to pull that off. So when you're looking at this dude, your first thought is, oh, all he want to do is fuck. But I got these fans that want me to do a scene where he gets tied up and I milk him. Will he be down for that? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I might have a scene in mind where you know, I'm Laura Croft, and he's the villain. Could yep. he actually give me a, a good improv? Yeah, acting? a good B-roll acting, and yeah. like, or is he gonna be? Is he gonna have anything to say, or does he switch from the acting role into this the actual sex, where they change and they go completely off the character and they go right into the way that they talk in their everyday lives and intimacy? I see that a lot, especially as somebody that is very adverse to like very submissive terms and stuff like that um i can tell when somebody is completely sort of like exercising their own personal sex life in a scene and i'm like i don't think that's talked about enough i don't think that men even think about it and so that makes it in a way not their no, because because when we in the middle of sex yeah they now we're thinking about the sex but see, that's yeah. different between dealing with a professional talent and a content creator. Yeah. Because even with me, 
like one of my favorite scenes was, you know, do your job. Even during the whole scene, even if I said you like this dick, don't you? I better like this dick, motherfucker. You want to keep this job? Yes, ma'am. You feel what I'm yeah, saying? Exactly. You know, so yeah, I still, make like it. yeah, I still kept her in the power role. Yeah. Even though when I'm fucking her, I'm technically in power. Exactly. But now you being a femme dom, have you had male subs? Or submissive that sit here and say that you're being submissive because you're fucking somebody. Oh yeah, I get that like a couple times a week, um, and just people that assume that because of I do that work that when they're hiring me for a session they can hire me for the porn star experience too, which is an interesting way to view it. I mean, I just got one earlier today. People assume that I'm doing like heavy racial cuckolding because of what the crossover and i'm like there is no they're separate worlds i'm not bringing some dude and to you, our... do you even have that content in your stash no there no. you go yeah i don't offer it i i don't offer racially charged femdom i don't offer racially charged like cuckold i don't even do cuckold like they're just time wasters in my opinion most of the time can you oh, no, trust me they are and, and, and i'm a bull I need to let you know because Fat Life does nothing for me. Really? Does nothing. Maybe because in the area that I'm in, because all the couples that hit me up, they're not serious. Like I had this old couple that hit me up. And they were like, Yeah, you know, you got to, you know, let us know when you, you know, you're free. So I told them when I was free, I said, But look, you know, I don't drive. So I was like, Maybe, you know, we can meet up somewhere, this, that, and third. He comes back. Oh, no, nah, never mind. Thank you. This damn thing. I'm saying, well, why the fuck you hit me up? Because you're a cup. couple. Yeah. You came to yeah. me. You yeah. should provide the place and the transportation for me to come fuck the shots. Your fucking wife did you want me to do? Exactly. Oh, not, you know what I'm saying? And two, and also, normally I charge. So I'm being nice yeah. and I need to charge because I want to have fun with y'all. Yeah. You know, period. It's exactly. like a lot of these cup couples, they want more but they don't want to do anything for it. yeah they think that like everybody just needs to do things it i i to like facilitate their fetish and i hate that i yeah. hate that people like to exploit each other on there for their fetish of all things yeah. especially when they're a couple because then it's like two people that have this world already that they formed and then you're the outsider no matter what yeah so it's like why it because it made me wonder okay if i said that i had a car and i caught the hotel room Okay, then I haven't talked to y'all on the phone. We ain't FaceTime. We ain't done none of this shit. So why would I waste my money to cop a hotel that yep. you ain't gonna show up to? Yep. Yeah. And if you're not even willing to have a conversation about like, okay, I don't have a car, how do I get there? That yeah. shows me that you're not going to be very easy to work with anyway. You're yeah, gonna no. get black or black and white, whatever you want, all or nothing, and just cut it off, or you're gonna waste my time and just message me nonstop. Yeah. See, not see, answer see. my question. Purposely, that type of shit. See, maybe it's where I live. I live in boring ass North Carolina. Maybe if I was in New York or Florida or California or Vegas, I might have a better time of finding cut couple. Yeah. But but it's kind of like when you talk about the South, these are some of the scariest motherfuckers on the planet. <laughs> they are scary, yo. I've uh, never seen, I'm like, damn, man. I be talking to my peoples and they be telling me about their swing apart. I'd be like, Last week before I went to, I went to sleep. Oh, no. It was boring as fuck out of this piece, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, shoot. So, uh, let me see what else I want to talk about. So, um, do you do anal? Um, yes and no. I don't have, like, a boy-girl scene out of it, but I do mm. anal. Um, I've just yeah. sort of been, like twiddling my thumbs at like how do I want to do I want to wait for a company to hire me or do I want to put one out myself yeah because that's the interesting part um because a lot of times the content that we do cuts us off from paid gigs yeah because they want to be even though in 2023 there's no fresh off the boat they want some things to be fresh off the boat yeah they want something to announce I mean, they even like, I, I just got hired by this one company. I'm not going to say who, but they're the whole time. They're like, can we say that we discovered you? Are you famous? 
And I was like, I get, I get where you're coming from, but like, <laughs> it would look really silly if you said it's, you discovered me. They, they didn't want to do the Columbus, the Columbus, Christopher Columbus. Yeah, we discovered America, even though America been here. <laughs> yes. And how often do they get away with it? Because the people they're hiring. You know? you know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> it's kind of like, to me, it's like, but to me, I feel that anything at first, you should do yourself. Because that's how I that's feel. money. You yeah. know, period. If it's anal, it should be yeah. anal on your side. You want to it. It be, yeah. be happy with it, too. You don't want to, like, feel pressured to, like, the only way I could see myself, like, really letting a company do my first anal scene would be if I got really into anal play solo and did a mm -hmm. bunch of videos like that, mm -hmm. sold a bunch of content, and became, like, this anal example mm. in a lot of ways. And then do it. That would make sense. Yeah. But it makes it does it makes way more sense to plan something I want to shoot with a storyline I want to do, mm -hmm. producers I want to work with, mm -hmm. and and make it awesome and then sell it under my name forever. Mm. So shoot. So now, do you deal with an agency? I don't have an agent. No. Okay then. So pretty much everything is self booking for you. Yeah, I've done that since 2010, really. Because I mean, I started modeling. You know, at such a young age moment, I was an adult. I was on Craigslist finding gigs. So <laughs> I'm very, like, gig-oriented, right. which works and doesn't work because I don't – my brain hasn't fully transitioned to content. It mm. is slowly, but it really – see, But see, to be honest with you, you pose to do both in this business. You pose yeah. to have paid gigs and you pose to do your content. Yeah. balance. You know what I'm saying? Period. Um, if, because, one – what does the pay gigs mean in this day and age versus when you first started? Because I know back in the day, pay gigs solidified you as a star. Yeah, you're a professional. You out, yeah, you know what I'm saying? It got you out there, got you on DVD covers. Yeah. It made you bigger than life. So what, what do pay gigs do now for ladies versus back in the day? Mm, there's still a big push in like social media reach especially like if you get hired by a production company that's been a household name for 20 plus years mm -hmm. on every porn platform there's ever been um mm -hmm. if you have like a really great niche look like like milfs doing stuff with milf companies makes sense femdoms doing stuff with femdom companies makes sense um pushing fan base that you might not reach but i feel like a lot of times the way social media is now you're pushing to your own industry. You're pushing to people, other performers, essentially. And that's nice because you're getting recognition. I guess that's how you would get awards for some mm -hmm. that don't know how to submit their own work or really pr push their own work. Mm -hmm. I can see that being a good, it's mostly networking <laughs> and learning. You're just going there to learn. Well, truth be told, what the pay gigs is, for what I, this is my theory in 2023, is to make you a solidified porn star. And it puts you yeah. Yeah, in your room and conversations, you know, period. because what people don't understand is social media has its ceiling because yeah. some countries don't allow certain social media. Yeah. With these paid companies, they know how to move and put their point out in countries such as in Japan. You can't show ejaculation. So we can't see a facial. You mm -hmm. feel me? Yeah. Um, you know what I'm saying? In some Arab countries, you can't even show penetration. You know? So these companies know that. So it puts you in places where you can't put yourself. Yeah. That is what they're, they're there for, you know, period. Yep. Um, it's it not what it used to be, which was for notoriety and to make money. Because they don't pay like they used to. No. They don't pay like they used to. No. 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 None of it does. Not really. Cause even from talking to some of the old heads, I'm like, they were seeing 2500 per scene. Now shit, you lucky you get three to five. And depending on what you do in that scene, it might be a thousand. And you want to do a lot to get that G. Yeah, and then you're there the whole day, you're exhausted, you're everybody's body hurts. So we, do, so we do content trade. How many scenes do you shoot during a content trade session? 
I try to almost always do two or something that's long enough that can be broken into two. Mm -hmm. um, but if I'm short on time and it's like, like if I'm shooting at an event or something, you really don't have the time to sit there for four or five hours with one person and, and the schedules and everything. So it's easier to just do one. But ideally, if I have the time with people, three. Because I like to do one, one is yours entirely, one is mine entirely, and one is both of ours. Yeah, because see, that's the, the biggest thing with content trade. I've been hearing this conversation, because even to the content houses, ladies worried about what the man is going to sell the scene as versus her. Yeah. And, and how much. How do you navigate that? I don't care. I don't care. I don't waste my energy on it. I don't want to fight about it. I literally don't want to argue about anything, just mm -hmm. in general. I feel like I'm like grown, like unless it's like a healthy conversation we need to have. But when it comes to that, it just causes so much stress behind people and creators or the thought of like going to a content house and the producer has it, the person who bought the house has it, and all these people. I don't care. <laughs> kind of. I, I, I just don't want to think about it. Um, I would rather focus on people that are going to buy from me are going to buy from me and the people are going to mm -hmm. buy from them are going to buy from them, especially if I'm working with somebody that is an older mm -hmm. person in the industry of any level. They they have their own reach. People are searching them for whatever reason. And I I also feel like I equally respect somebody that's been in the industry for a long time. So I don't want to argue with them about how to price it. I don't want to come in and be like, Yeah, because the reason why I say the, the reason why I ask is because it's always well, I heard men complain about it, which I found laughable that y'all would even complain. Yeah. But I also heard women complain about it. And, I've heard more women complain than men. Yeah, but see, the thing about it is, I keep saying this. This is where it gets, when, when I keep saying this, no disrespect to women, and I'm about to piss off some people. Y'all motherfuckers think too much with emotion. Let's think logically. You're going to make more money off the scene than he ever will. Yeah. That's yeah. facts. He can sell the shit for a dollar. Absolutely. You will still make more money off of that scene than he will because you got more of a fan base than he do. Yeah, and it's easier for us to build that fan base. It's easier for us to sell the scene over and over and over because yeah. I don't, like, like I see a lot of male performers that will tell me, you know, the scene has its life and it will it'll die after so many months. And I'm like, I will come back and sell the same thing from 2017 today and make like $300. Whoever said that <laughs> shit don't know porn. I still got scenes that, that I just shot in 2010 that's selling to this day. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it it's only old to someone that's seen it. It's new to anybody else that has it. Exactly. And you likely haven't promoted it into the ground in that time. You constantly have new fans every day. They don't know your old stuff. They might, some might be familiar, but the percentage that are going to be much smaller than the ones that are completely new because of social media and the way the algorithm is now. Yeah, Especially still shooting with new people. Yeah, because the, the, the thing about it is that one, it's like a lot of the, the thought process that these ladies be having from yeah. the, I, I'm only going to post like a certain amount of seconds of a video because I don't want him to jerk off and he's not going to go buy my video. I'm like, what? Okay, first of all, stop mixing escorting into porn. It's not the same. Yeah. You want him to jerk off because if he jerks off to the scene enough, he's going to go get a membership. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. then two, see, is also marketing. That's why you make trailers. You're posting the same trailer over and over again. Mm -hmm. Y'all keep wanting to make new shit and then and then complain about it. No. Oh yeah, people that they'll never repost something. Repetition gets remembered. Yeah. Repost everything, everything. Yeah. Make new posts with the same old content. Do it everywhere. Yeah. Post the same yeah. thing on different sites and sell them. Yeah, right. even like with like like with her, like I might make a two minute segment of this episode. You know how many times that she gonna get posted within a year? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna go back and find a new segment of her shit. No, you get the gist. Is is it? And I think once again, people that was coming into business when I came into business, we kind of understood certain things versus. Because we treated it as a business because it was so hard to get into. Yeah. And connect with people. Yeah. Like now, it don't take much. All I got to do is this. 
I ain't got to have lightning to goddamn more. It, 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 you can just yeah. put it on, put it on fucking OnlyFans, and there you go. Now I'm a porn star. <laughs> I, I, I be hating to look. I be hate. I be hating. This. this is why I hate when people use the phone, right? Y'all don't even know how to hold it properly for us to see everything. It feels like the Cloverfield movie. I'm like, I'm gonna get sick. <laughs> I hated that damn movie. I, I, I'm like, why are you so monster? No, you don't. It's a terrible movie, and it just makes you feel like everything's on a handy cam the entire time. It gave me a headache. I, like I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't do it no more. It, Cloverfield, what else? And and Blair Witch Project. Even though I loved it, I hated it at the same time. Because we yes. never saw the Blair Witch. Yes. <laughs> they we got never us, saw though. Blair Witch. Both of them got us, though. Yeah, yeah, got that. We watched the fuck out. They started a whole genre from, uh, <laughs> what was it, Quarantine? Uh, they even had one movie with the ring light. I said, really, we doing movies with ring lights? I swear the things we come up with. That's what I'm waiting for. Yeah, I want to see y'all do a porn scene with a ring light. I can't wait for that one. Only light. Oh, Lord have mercy. So, oh, man. So I done held this sexy related up here for an hour, and we ain't even touched on stuff. We 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 still it's a lot we could talk about, but you know y'all know how I do this. So you know we got to ask her the million dollar question, Miss Tiffany Naki. Can I call you a smoke buddy? Oh yeah. Say no more. She will be back here on the Smokers Lounge, and we're gonna bring her sexy tattooed ass to the premium smoke room. Y'all know what it is. The Premium Smoke Room now at SiteBunny.com. Five premium podcasts for you to enjoy. Three sexy co-hosts for you to enjoy. Three tiers for you to enjoy. Each one with it, each perks. The top tier being the VIP Smoke Room where you get the most perks. So you might want to think about that. And what happens in the Premium Smoke Room? Well, since we now not on Spotify, it gets more unpredictable, more wilder, more uncandy. <laughs> more crazier. Tits will pop out. Dildos might pop out. You don't know what she might do unless you subscribe. And don't worry, Premium Smokers, we're going to get her sexy tattooed ass to come on the show to show off them beautiful titties. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So with that being said, baby girl, can you tell everybody where they can spend money on you? You can find all of my pages at tiffanynacky.org. Everything you might Hey, sides, my other sides, you want to find the femdom? There's a link through there. See, see that easy. That easy and simple. So, people, we're at the end of another wonderful episode of a bonus smoke. Y'all be seeing it. I hope y'all enjoy it and also pay and be on the watch for her coming to the premium smoke room and being on the smokers lounge some more. Because y'all love when I bring them back because y'all love following them on their journey. And that's my job yeah. is to bring them back. So, with that being said, you know how we end these things all day, every day. Life is a learning experience. What's the point of the experience if you haven't learned anything? Smoke this over. Miss Nagy, say goodbye to them. Goodbye. Thanks for listening. Thanks for hanging out. <laughs>